We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Or anti-self-checkout. Something seems to be that people have strong feelings about. WWL TV political analyst Clancy Dubos joins us on the live line now. Good morning, Clancy. Good morning. We had Joe Jerusso on from the New Orleans City Council last half hour talking about the mayor's State of the City address. Uh, you listened to and watched what she had to say, mostly upbeat, with some acknowledgement that she's, quote, not perfect. Uh, but she talked about a bright future for New Orleans and touted some big successes, she feels, halfway through her second term. Uh, what do you think is the state of the city of New Orleans, and how do you grade the mayor on her State of the City address? Well, I don't, I don't like to give grades, but, you know, state of the city addresses like their state and national counterparts tend to be a political pep rally with a smattering of uh, visions of the future thrown in to inspire people. And, and th- they're worthwhile. You know, the public and we in the media need to be reminded sometimes of progress that's been made. But at the same time, and this is not just true of the mayor's speech. It's true of presidential addresses and gubernatorial addresses, et cetera, uh, of this type, that oftentimes it's what's not said that also stands out. Uh, for example, she talked about the uh, 21% drop in violent crime and a 24% drop year-to-date over last year, year-to-date, uh, in homicides, which is great news. There's no denying that. And she rightly gave credit to uh, former Chief Ferguson, in particular, the person who I think really deserves a lot of credit for that is the former interim chief uh, and Michelle still Woodford. deputy yeah. chief, Michelle Woodfork. Um, but you know, she didn't mention the continued exodus of veteran cops and the department's failure to or lack of success in recruiting uh, enough people to offset the the drain in cops. She didn't mention the federal consent decree. She didn't mention the persistent property crimes across the city and crimes against persons, the really disturbing crimes against persons in the French Quarter and CBD, which is the hub of our hospitality industry, you know, uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's inter- that's I, interesting I you mentioned that because overall crime still is up. Auto thefts are up dramatically. There is almost one car an yeah. hour is stolen on average in the city of New Orleans. So property yeah. crimes, while they may not be murders and shootings and, and some of the more violent crimes, they are up this year compared to last year. And those are the things that 
uh, people notice as much as they also notice the violent crime. Uh, so all of that is what tends to deprive people of the quality of life that they want in a city. And, you know, the mayor talked about making quiet progress, but I don't think there's anything quiet about citizens' opinions of the direction of the city. The polls show the mayor's approval ratings have tanked in recent years and that people do not have People tend to be, unfortunately, I wish this were not the case, but New Orleanians overall are not all that optimistic about this, the next few years in the city. Yeah, um, the, so, the, you know, the mayor's so approval rating, more than, a, two, more than two-thirds of New Orleanians do not approve of what the mayor has been doing. She's got two years yeah, left so, on her term, but she says the future is bright. Well, you know, it's it's all about glass half full versus half empty, I guess. And and I like to be a glass half full kind of person, but we cannot ignore the things that that went unsaid. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's something that uh, and she's not unique in this. Let me be very fair to her. You know, this is something that, you know, you're not going to find. The president coming out saying, you know, we got a lot of inflation. <laughs> you know, he's not gonna, she's not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't you know? been able to get this under control. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> well, actually, the U.S. inflation is far lower than the rest of the world. But uh, but we still have it. People notice it and people feel oh, yeah. it. And so, you know, but still, you, you, it, at some point, you know, you really do need to address these things. And you need to tackle them. And you need to let people know that you feel it. And it's. It's, it's it's difficult to strike the right note and the right balance between touting the progress and acknowledging what we still have to do. And I don't – she didn't really talk about the challenges. Um, and Joe Jerusso may have talked about this. I was writing my column for Gambit on this topic, uh, which will be probably online later today. But uh, – Forgive the shameless plug. No, that's, it. <laughs> but, that's, that's why you're here, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, no, I'm here to talk to you. And, and no, I get that. But, but anyway, yeah. But anyway, the, um, you know, she, she didn't talk about, uh, you know, how many uh, street projects just seem to linger and linger. And I think Joe may have mentioned uh, the, the number of catch basins that have yet to be cleaned out he, and yeah he, he, he did he talked about the ridiculously low number of catch basins by percentage that have been cleaned and how yeah. the vast majority of complaints from citizens he hears and to 311 deal with how extremely slowly the city responds to streets to lights to sanitation issues and he said yeah public works sanitation those are huge problems in the city that need to be addressed and, you know, she touted the building of the electrical substation up uh, near the waterworks that's going to power the city's water and drainage uh, systems, which is great. But, you know, if you remember how that came about, it, it was the council that that found the funding for it while Team Cantrell was foot-dragging that. The mayor was, was not pushing it. It was the council that pushed it. Uh, I mean, she didn't say she was against it at any point, but... It was it was this big fight over how to fund it. And the council just said, you know what, we're just going to fund it. And it was actually Jeruso who came up with, who was the spark plug, as well as a couple of other council members. But in particular, Joe Jeruso was the one who, who you know, pushed it. 
And when the mayor announced, you know, then she tried to jump the gun and announce it, and she completely ignored Jerusalem. Didn't even invite him to the news conference, which was kind of a petty thing. And I, I remember that, you know, those those kind of things that that to me, those are the kind of things that define a mayor or a governor or a president. Uh, and I don't think she gave adequate uh, credit to the council on a lot of these these areas of progress. She talked about how we're going to bring back municipal auditorium, but it was her. It was she who consistently and persistently refused to give up on her just god-awful plan, which was wildly unpopular, to turn the auditorium to a new city hall. And it was the council that said, you know what, we're going to pass an ordinance, and it's, it's, it's just not allowed. And, you know, then it sat for another year or two, and now we, she's saying we're going to get working on it. But, um, you know, I think there's – I think it would have been – just as effective, if not more effective, for her to acknowledge some of the challenges that remain and to give the council and others credit for the things that they actually got started on. Yeah, that just doesn't seem to be in her political DNA, though, particularly in the deep rifts that we see between this mayor and this council, for her to come out and give any credit to anyone other than herself, really, uh, when it comes to anything in this city, right? Well, I think, like I said, she's not alone. That's that's very often a, a complaint of the legislative branches, whether you're talking about at the state level or at the national level and the local level. She's, she's not like she's the Lone Ranger on that. It seems to be endemic to a lot of mayors. Um, but, um, you know, it's just, it's, look, it's all part of the political game and the political process and governance uh, you know the buck stops with the mayor. Uh, the buck stops with the president, the governor. So they, they want to they want to own the successes and hand off the failures or ignore the failures. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking with Gambit's Clancy Dubose, political analyst for WWL-TV, about the mayor's State of the City address and many of the things that she didn't mention in that address. Uh, she did say that I do my job and I deliver results on behalf of residents and for the city of New Orleans every day. But she didn't address one of the biggest concerns we hear from people here at WWL is her persistent travels around the country and overseas and whether or not they actually actually do make the city of New Orleans better every day. We'll talk to Clancy about that when we come back. Uh, and the fact that, uh, yeah, she didn't mention her trip to Dubai. She didn't mention her trips around the country or around the planet. Uh, and that seems to have a lot of people upset. So we'll talk about that and see what else Clancy is writing for his Gambit weekly, uh, his Gambit, pardon me, his Gambit column coming up after this on WWL. Talking to Gambit and WWL political analyst Clancy Dubos about the state of the city. Uh, the mayor is facing a lot of criticism right now for her travels and for other activities that she participates in. Also, her approval rating below 30 percent consistently in poll after poll. Does anyone really listen to her at this point when she delivers a state of the city address like this? And should she have acknowledged any of those issues that are out there? Well, certainly people listen to the mayor. People should listen to the mayor. People should listen to the governor, the president, and, and we should do so respectfully. But, but you know, we're citizens, so we have a right to demand better or more. And, and let's face it, uh, human beings, uh, not just in the political arena, but human beings tend to be fickle creatures. We all are. We're, she said she's not perfect. I said far from perfect. That's true of all of us. 
And I, I remember something Mitch Landrieu said to me uh, on his way into being mayor. He said the toughest part of a job is often managing expectations. And I think that's what a lot of executives fail to do. You have to be realistic. Basically, you got to level with the voters. And look, this is what we are capable of doing. This is this is the realm of the possible. And let's let's dream big, but let's you know let's be realistic as well. And part of leveling with people is admitting that you know where we've fallen short and own it. People are very forgiving creatures, but you got to ask for the forgiveness. If you maintain that you've done nothing wrong, it kind of sticks in people's craws. And as relates to the travel, I think if people, if her popularity was above 60%, and if you had, you know, 70% of the people feeling optimistic about the city's future, I don't think anybody would complain about the travel. I think they'd say, yeah, go tout us to the world because we're happy. You're doing a good job. We're with you. Go tell our story. But when catch basins are not uh, cleaned out and they're backed up and response times, whether it's from NOPD or sewage and water board or any other kind of quality of life issues are, you know, horrific. People are going to say naturally, what are you touting? So that's, that's really the travel thing. The travel thing is it would not be a problem at all if people were happy, but when people are not happy, they resent a mayor or a governor globetrotting. She did say, and Councilman Joe Russo reinforced when we had him on a little while ago, that the future is bright to the extent that New Orleans has more money than ever before. There is a budget surplus now in New Orleans, uh, thanks to tax collections, but also a lot of money from federal and state government sources and a lot of opportunities coming up uh, to better the quality of life in New Orleans and to address problems in New Orleans with all of this money. Uh, did you get a sense from the mayor that we have an idea idea now of where the city is headed and what improvements are coming based on what she said in the state of the city address? Well, she talked about some of the projects that they're doing. You know, they, they, they announced the Mirabeau Gardens, you know, retention pond project a couple of years ago, and then they just broke ground this week. Uh, you know, that thing has been sitting out there for a while, so it's good that they broke ground, but let's see how quickly it happens. Uh, People welcome announcements of good news, but they want to see projects get done. And she even said herself, and it was a good quote, she said, actions beget hope. You know, actions instill hope. And I think people, are, are, they want to see more action. Um, and look, the, the River District project downtown, I know there's some controversy about the, the pilot uh, uh aspect of it, uh, payment in lieu of taxes, the so-called tax breaks. Uh, and there are questions about that from the city council. But overall, it's an ambitious project, and I think it's it's a good project. You know, it's always, as they say, the devil's in the details, and the, the city has yet to work out the Cooperative Endeavor Agreement, all the details of it. But the mayor rightfully said, you know, this is public land. It's not generating any taxes right now. So it's not like we're giving away something because there's nothing to give. There's no tax revenue coming out of that property right now. So continuing to let them build something and use the tax revenues that would normally come to, toward the construction, is that's 
done all over the country, whether it's through a pilot, which is called a payment in lieu of taxes, or a TIF, tax incremental financing. Uh, these things are done all over the country, but it's a question of, again, managing them, making sure there are enough safeguards and making sure there are deadlines and accountability. And the council is going to do that. Uh, and, and I think, to their credit, the developers are well-intentioned, and I think they are, uh, their heart is in the right place. But, you know, they're, they're business people. They want to make a profit, and there's nothing wrong with that. Profit is not a four-letter word. <laughs> so these are all things that have to be that have to be managed, and, and that's part of the nitty-gritty of governance. So, uh, but I think she was right to tout that. Um, it is, it is that, that project can be a game changer downtown. So, you know, there, there are some bright. There are, I think there are many bright spots in New Orleans' future. Uh, you know, I'm born and raised in this city, and it's in my DNA. I don't want to go anywhere else. Uh, I do like to travel, but I always come home. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we all need to – we don't want to get stuck in a rut of despair because that doesn't do any good. Uh, but we do need to be realistic. And I think that the, the overall message I would leave with people is that we need our politicians to just level with us. That's what we need. They need to level with us, not be Pollyannish, but not be doom and gloom. It's a balance. And that's – you know, that's what people want. People can handle the truth. They really can. They just want to – have somebody tell it to them and, and then say, look, this is this is what we got, but here's what we're going to do about it. Here's the plan. Let's do this. And and people will get inspired by that. Clancy Dubose is writing his column for Gambit right now. You can read it online on the Gambit website. You'll hear more from him on WWL-TV. Clancy, we always appreciate your joining us here on WWL and sharing your vast insight. Have a very Merry New Year, a very happy Christmas, and happy holidays, sir. Thank you. Same to you and all your listeners. Clancy Dubos on WWL. Read more from him at Gambit's website, and you can hear all of the mayor's State of the City address on our website at WWL.com. I'm Dave Cohen, in for Tommy Tucker. I'm going to read some more of your texts on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line coming up after this. We're also going to get Chef Kevin here, start talking about some of those great meals that we're going to be preparing for the holidays. We'll get some suggestions from Chef Kev of some things that you can put on your plate and in your mouth coming up during this holiday season here on WWL after this check on traffic. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.